Jesus, we welcome you to our live broadcast today, Sunday, March 5, 2023. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for the week. Thank you for the month. It's a new month. Thank you for the year, Lord. It's been a great and wonderful year because you are God. We welcome you, Lord, into, the, into our presence and into the homes of wherever anyone is accessing this broadcast or podcast. And pray, Lord, that you manifest your power through those who have believed and raise many more, Lord, especially today in the time I'm going to speak about in the country of my brat called Nigeria, Lord. May your blessings, Lord, fall upon your people as you bring the yoke of all the oppressive forces in Nigeria, both physical and spiritual, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon this whole broadcast and upon all who are going to hear it, especially in the country called Nigeria. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our instrumental is taken from our brother Caleb Brassi. May God continue to bless him and his family. We continue with our series today, Stand Up for Jesus. This series outline. You can see the first one on the board. We're not going to repeat the first four. Let's move on to the next screen. God is bigger than all our problems. That's our message last Sunday. Today, we're going to speak to Nigerian believers that the time has come to stand up for Jesus. And next Sunday, we shall continue with that. Shall we go to the outline of the, today's message? Nigerian believers, the time has come to stand up for Jesus. The outline. Introduction. 2023 Nigerian elections. Calling on the young of Nigeria to rise up to the challenge of taking Nigeria back to God. Number four, the church of God in Nigeria is a prophet to Nigeria. And the song, praise the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Remember again our topic today? Believers in Nigeria, the time has come for you to rise up and take back your student kingdom. Praise the Lord. Introduction. Scripture, please. I read from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeliness of God. Praise the Lord for his word. Today's message is for the young people of Nigeria who have been traumatized by your parents, your elders, both in the political, social, and religious spheres. Many of you have stopped going to churches because you understand that they are oppressive forces, even in those who say they are children of God. But today, hear me, because this message today is primarily for you. I'm not a young person. So I'm part of the people that have deceived you all the years. Every elder in Nigeria who has ever spoken out against evil in Nigeria has been oppressing you. So let's start. And for elders like me, may God forgive us. But at the hearing of this message, if you still fail to repent, then let me tell you that judgment of God is at hand. Praise the Lord. The kingdom of darkness 
as we can see from the scripture we read, is highly organized. Because Satan is the god of this world, so he organizes his kingdom. He's at the hand. Followed by principalities, powers, evil rulers of darkness, and other evil spirits or demons. Note as the ruler of this world, because if he's the god of this world, he's a ruler. He has great influence in world affairs. Scripture, please. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Praise the Lord for his word to us. Remember, Satan rules the world. He has great influence in who rules, in who does anything in any country. But only children of God in any country or community can stop his influence. We don't do it by force of arms. We do it through standing in the gap, intercessory prayers. Because God has put us in charge and we can stop all the nefarious activities of the devil anywhere so long as we are standing together. Praise the Lord. Satan has had its way in Nigeria because believers have never stood together. But we're going to, we're going to do the history as we continue. Satan and other evil spirits have been influencing and after running the affairs of the geographical area that came to be called Nigeria even before its creation in 1914. Please, you can take that to the bank. That is why from 1914 to now, powers of darkness have been brutalizing the country. Using human agents, using Nigerians who have pledged allegiance to Satan. Please note that. Politicians who swore out to Satan can invoke evil spirits and use them to manipulate the political affairs of the country, win elections, and attack their enemies. And they have been doing that since 1914. That is why from 1914 to now, powers of darkness have been brutalizing the country. And even religious leaders have sworn out to Satan Quote me to receive hypnotic powers to do magic, attract people to their buildings called churches, make them to give them money even when they don't, even when they're starving, to keep them coming and coming and coming and coming. But contracts with Satan are not free. Satan never gives anything for free. They demand blood. Why do you think there is so much blood shed in Nigeria from 1914 to now? The blood has been shed to appease blood-sucking blood demons, invoked by wicked political, note me, commercial and religious leaders. So it is not accidental that we have experienced so much bloodshed in our very short period of existence as a country. Millions of lives have been lost through religious and tribal-inspired conflicts, 
military coups, and even a civil war. I need you to ponder. Why do you think that till date, no one in Nigeria has been called to account for the Asaba massacre during the Nigerian Civil War, where hundreds of civilians were lined up and shot, and unborn babies were ripped open from the bellies of pregnant women and slaughtered? Think about it. Those of you who are crying, you're wasting nothing yet because God's judgment is about to come. Those who invented the word Mometa had Nigeria in mind. Even though they say it's for to keep people silent in the those who are in uh, you know in gangs so that they don't speak, keep quiet, don't tell anything to the police. But I want to say that Ometa has been the operating principle in Nigeria. It has been there since the Civil War, before the Civil War, and after the Civil War, and even till today. The silence of the majority in the face of evil in Nigeria is not normal at all. Permit me to assert that evil spirits are the ones that have made most people in Nigeria mute. They can't speak. They are too afraid. They have been caged. Major Christian denominations, apart from establishing and running schools and colleges in the 1900s, have been part of the problem. They couldn't have confronted evil in the country because they lacked the spiritual power. And some of their leaders were members of satanic cults. At the end of the Nigerian Civil War in 1970, something happened. God opened the door for the true gospel of Christ to be preached all over the country. The birth of Christian unions in the universities and colleges. Later, an awakening, the like of which had never happened in Nigeria before. Young men and women were on the march. Yes, in colleges, in universities, even in secondary schools. At last, light was shining very brightly, exposing the darkness that had been enveloping the country since its founding. The explosion of biblical truth and the manifestation of God's power in Nigeria changed the spiritual landscape for a season. Existing denominational church organizations fought the move of God as they saw many of their members beginning to attend Bible study groups springing up all over the country, especially in the southern part of, of Nigeria. The kingdom of darkness was afraid. Organized Christianity was afraid. Something had to be done. The revival, more appropriately a youth-led revival movement, was short-lived, unfortunately. Some are going to tell you that it was youthful exuberance that was the cause, but I will respectfully disagree. I want to assert that Satan infiltrated the movement. First, he seduced some of the young people 
Then he sent his agents, whom he had ordained from outside to infiltrate the movement. The revival ended because wolves in sheep clothing were devouring the flock, as strange doctrines were introduced. The movement began to divide into camps, and Bible study groups began to splinter into factions. It was a perfect opportunity for wolf in sheep clothing to pounce and take over some of the study groups, convert them into their churches, into denominations and organizations where they will assume supremacy. Praise the Lord. Scripture, please. Galatians chapter 2 verse 4. And this occurred because of false brethren, secretly brought in, who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. Praise the Lord. The scripture summarizes all I've been saying on the subject matter. Some of the church organizations that came out of the Bible study groups of the 1970s are some of your mega churches in Nigeria today. But let me assert, empire building was not the reason for the revival in the 1970s. Bible study groups should have remained like that. They were not supposed to metamorphose into anything else but Bible study groups, which was the way of the early church, evangelism and study and Bible studies. Had that practice continued, it would have been difficult for Satan to have the type of sway that it has today in most Nigerian churches and denominations. Because Bible study groups would have been the prophets to Nigeria. They would have been the watchmen and women calling out apostasy in church organizations. They would have warned against empire building. The worship of pastors and Jews. False doctrines and worldly lifestyle of pastors and Jehovah's Bible study groups would have provided alternative places for those who really want to serve their God to go and be part of a fellowship. I pray we revert back to that. Many believers are being held captive today, most of the mega churches and denominations in Nigeria. In the same manner, major denominations and church organizations held sway held many captive in Nigeria for many centuries and many other countries until the 1906 Azusa revival in the United States. That was what broke the yoke of organized apostate Christianity in the world and then brought it to Nigeria. In 1993, something happened. Believers who know their God gathered in different fellowships and prayed against the emergence of any of the two candidates vying for the office of the president in the two political parties created by the military government. Hear me. When they prayed that they didn't want any of them, God had their prayers. And the military government then in power and not election results. People saw it as a military anointing, but really God annulled those elections. Again, take that to the bank. Sadly, for tribal reasons, 
some of those who have prayed the prayer that God answered began to say that maybe it was God's will that a candidate from the ethnic group should become president when it emerged was leading the post before their annulment. God knew that they would not have taken similar position. Had it been that a candidate from another ethnic group or did the poor results? So God saw our hypocrisy. The one God sent in the interim government to lead after the annulment to a hand that face of the country, pending another election, was rejected by even those believers who ought to have known better for tribal reasons. Therefore, the rule of the one God sent to lead us out of captivity was short-lived. Our hypocrisy cost Nigeria very dearly. That road not taken 30 years ago still haunts the country to this day. Our rejection of the one God sent was a grave sin. That's why God allowed a maximum military ruler to take the hands of the country and deal with us. I would have continued till death, except for divine intervention. The darkness covering the country since independence got darker. Children of God suddenly started crying again to God. It was God's answer to the prayers of the saints, quote me, that led to the emergence of a democratic civilian government in 1999. This civilian government was led by a retired and formerly imprisoned general who claimed that he was now a believer. Unfortunately, many believers compromised as they began to chase positions and opportunities using the same methods as unbelievers. After their man now is in power. Pastors and Jehovah's of all different stripes through to the seat of government. Ostensibly to pray. And in return, they got their cronies appointed into positions of power in government and industry. Preaching of worldly prosperity doctrines gained traction. And they soon displaced the true gospel of Christ. These green-based messages were very enticing. So many Nigerians began to attend services in places where they were preached. Even spirit-filled believers bought into these wicked, wicked doctrines as they too began to equate wealth with spirituality. If you are poor, that means you are not spiritual. If you are rich, you are spiritual. People started lining up. The billionaire club, the millionaire clubs. Oh boy. With coffers being filled by those believing that God will return what they give a hundredfold. Church organizations began to expand their buildings and to build newer, bigger, more modern buildings with very expensive decorations to accommodate the great influx of many seeking the gift but not the giver of life. Tragic. More and more churches sprang up, especially in the capital city of Abuja. And business districts like Lagos and Port Harcourt, that's where you find them, the mega churches. Many would say the number of believers increased radically, but can I assert spiritually the reverse was the case? Pastors and GOs of mega churches began to buy private jets 
and very expensive cars fill the car parks on Sundays. Then the financial sector was in crisis and banks were on the brink of collapse. And MDs and chairmen and women of some of the banks who claim to be believers were implicated. Some ran away and some were imprisoned. That embezzled billions of Nigerian naira. Our Christian testimony was rubbish for that. When the so-called Christian president continued the corrupt practices that had previously kept the country down, unbelievers saw through our hypocrisy, those who claimed they were believers. It became difficult to evangelize, to tell people that worldly prosperity doctrines and those who say they are believers but behaving badly are not truly following the steps of Christ. It became difficult to make that distinction. Because the majority of those now we are following, like, doing like unbelievers. So let us fast forward from that time to 2015 when another presidential election took place that took us further back. An unusual arrangement took place. Let me say something. If you are watching this broadcast, you better have patience. Today is going to be long because many things have to be brought in today because a lot of things have happened and will happen. The general overseer of the largest Pentecostal organization in Nigeria was on board with one of his senior pastors becoming the vice president of someone who has sympathies with, an, with Islamists as president. Yes, he and his organization supported an Islamist to be the president of Nigeria. And 30 other thousand pastors took their cue from that general overseer. They publicly endorsed that same Islamist. And even went as far as saying that they would fast and pray for his emergence as a president. There was great rejoicing in many buildings called churches when the man their pastors had endorsed was declared president. From 2015 to 2023, the darkness in Nigeria has gotten so thick. The country has never had it so bad. In every sphere. Spiritually. Islamism has gained great grounds. Preparing for it to be taken over in the whole of Nigeria. Just remember Turkey. Today is Islamist nation. But seven churches in, law, in, 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 in the book of Revelation were there. Islamist groups have been killing, kidnapping, maybe Christians in parts of northern Nigeria for the past eight years. On earth, especially in the churches of those that brought Islamist government in power, including that from the vice president who was supposed to be a believer, the silence has been what? Deafening. But thank God the silence has not been so in heaven. Praise the Lord. One would have expected those who enthroned the Islamist government in Nigeria in 2015 to do something about it. At least they have one of their own as the vice president. But all the country got from them was what? Deafening silence. Not even a condemnation. Instead, they started serving the country. You know, you go for all their so-called matters on night services. 
false prophecies telling their millions of followers and other Nigerians that it is well. It is well. Of course, to be well with them, they are getting richer and richer. You are getting poorer and poorer. From 2015 to now, their yearly prophecies has been about prosperity. Even as the country's economy plunged to its lowest level since the country's founding. They wanted Nigerians to forget how they enthroned evil in the land. They may have forgotten, but God has not forgotten. Thank you, Lord Jesus. More tragically, many believers see through to those buildings called churches and expect God to answer their prayers. When biblical Christianity in Nigeria is being steadily destroyed, I want to thank God today that the time of pruning is at hand. Praise the Lord. His judgment is about to come. Praise the Lord. Twenty twenty-three Nigerian elections. On February 25, 2023, Nigerians went to the polls to elect a new president, Senate and House. We thank God for social media. Even though we know that Antichrist will use the social media heavily during his ungodly reign. The whole world watched. Ballots being snatched. People being lynched. Voter intimidation. Even killings. And scores of other electoral malfeasance. In real time. The security forces aided in some of these anti-people activities. In fact, in one video, I saw many underage children with voters' cards. And the one that hurt me so much, when a boy, he couldn't be more than four years, flashed his voters' card to a reporter. Sad upon sad, when confronted, a very senior police officer, in fact, a commissioner of police, right on the scene, wondered how anyone could determine who was underage and who was not. That's because the reporter went and confronted this senior police officer and said, can't you see all this underage? He said, you don't know how anybody can be underage. How would you determine? They have voters card. Talk of blatant hypocrisy and wickedness and evil. Despite the overwhelming evidence of electoral fraud, what they call a unique in Nigeria now is a winner or a president elect. Where is the justice? You would have expected those church leaders who enthroned the Islamist government in 2015 that is conducting the election to say something. They could have asked where were the security forces when people were being killed or being beaten. Till date, what? No condemnation. Silence. But I'm forgetting that there is God. Nigeria can never succeed if we continue to build it with perpetual injustice. When we fail, but I thank God because God is a God of justice. And I know his time to visit Nigeria is what? Imminent. So I have two prayers today. I'm praying. And I would like you to join me if you agree with me. 
Number one, may God sweep out not just the political class, but all those in leadership positions in church organizations and denominations who are Freemasons, Satanists, that is, people will say Satanists, but the Satanists, and openings, and other, other secret societies. Meaning those who have gone to shake their hands with the devil, whether they are political or religious class, I don't care. May God sweep them all out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two prayer. May God open the eyes of the young of Nigeria who trooped out in great numbers to build a new nation to embrace his son Jesus Christ so that they can start a march for a new Nigeria and call on justice and righteousness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Join me wherever you are and pray that prayer. Hold on to it and continue this week to pray and continue until we see justice in the land. Until the people that have sold themselves to the devil are exposed and taken out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me assure you, young people of Nigeria, that a new Nigeria is possible with the Lord Jesus Christ on your side. Only him has to be on your side. You don't need anybody else. Because only he has the power to uproot the Satanists in power. Whether they're in religious power, political power, social power, commercial power, it doesn't matter. They have stolen your fortunes for too long. They have stolen your future, but they cannot succeed anymore. But if you have Jesus on your side, I'm telling you, they will be run out of land, the land, in the name of the Lord. I'm telling you to the young people of Nigeria, don't go fighting anybody. Don't go on your knees. First repent. Accept him as Lord and Savior. Begin to organize Bible studies the way it was in the 1970s. And see God deliver that land called Nigeria. So I'm going to call on the young of Nigeria to rise to the challenge. I've started it, but I'm going to continue it now. The young people of Nigeria are true large numbers, as I've said. You cast your votes for a new president and for a federal legislature. It's all truth and justice. The satanic cabal that have been ruling Nigeria inflicted pain, both physical and emotional, on many of you. Please don't fall into the enemy's trap to drink more blood. So I'm calling on you young believers, those of you who have already believed, those who truly know their God, to rise up now and begin to take back Nigeria for God. You only do it on what? On your knees. In your room. You can have study groups, Bible study groups, begin to do it the way it was in the 70s that ushered in so many changes. Don't bother going to some of these churches. They don't know God. I'm also calling on those young persons who don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. To repent and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Because when you do then you are you become powerful. Yes. You become an intercessor. I don't care. You can be a pastor. But you're a pastor. You, you, you want to become like those top pastors. Don't bother. Don't do it. And that's why you've never had a personal encounter with Jesus. Today is the day to repent and have an encounter. You can be a member of these mega churches. It doesn't matter. All they talk about is tithes and offerings. Because they want you to continue to fund their personal lifestyles. The important thing I'm saying is if you've never had a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ, please repent today. Give your life to Christ. Please. Because the battle is there. And it has to be fought. Because only when you have accepted Christ as Lord and Savior and propose never to go back into a life of sin, can you join the army of the Lord and begin to fight for justice in Nigeria? So if you truly love Nigeria and you want justice, 
They repent. Don't worry, repent. And bring Christ into your life. And as you have that encounter, you will see he will guide you. And as you pray, and as I pray, and as many others are praying, many things will happen. Please confess Jesus Christ with your mouth. That's the way it is done. Nobody needs to lay hands on you as they teach you. As they've been many, many people believe. If you confess Christ Jesus with your mouth, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and propose to live in accordance with his word from this day forward, you're a child of God. That's all. Doesn't take anything else. Just mean it. If you have done that, you have become a child of God. You cannot intercede for Nigeria. You cannot put strongholds of the devil in the country, as we, as we the earlier uh, scripture said. The weapons of our wife are not carnal. But mighty true God for pulling down our strongholds. And there are many strongholds in Nigeria. Religious stronghold, political stronghold, social stronghold, commercial stronghold. Remember, we are moving to the next one. The Church of God in Nigeria is the prophet to Nigeria. Because only true followers of Christ, those believers who know that they are children of God belong to the Church of God in Nigeria. And as a Church of God in Nigeria, you are the prophet to Nigeria. Though not physically connected, faithful followers of Christ are connected spiritually. So if I am interceding, I am interceding wherever you are, God will hear our prayers. Though we have so many false prophets in Nigeria, probably more in number than those in ancient Israel, Israel and Judah combined, there are also genuine prophets in Nigeria. The word of God says that where evil abounded, grace abounded even the more. False prophecies have become the norm because the church of God in Nigeria, the prophet to the nation of God in Nigeria, has been slumbering. We have been sleeping, you and I. It is time for you and I to wake up from our slumber and stand up for Jesus because these false prophets are undermining the gospel of Christ. They are using God's name to draw followers to themselves and or to keep in captivity those that have already bewitched. God has used this year's Nigeria election to expose many of these false prophets. Some of those who used to be very prolific during election times are very quiet. The big ones. Others have been dancing around giving ambiguous prophecies that could swing either way because they think you and I are stupid. Yet others have contradicted each other with their prophecies. God couldn't have told them different things. These false prophets have made it look like God doesn't know the future. But those who have the Spirit of God can discern false prophecies from true ones. But sadly, unbelievers and many of the young in faith cannot differentiate the truth from the false. How someone can be using God's name to gain followership beggars the mind. But look at the scriptures, not so surprising. The devil has followers, and the objective is to undermine the gospel of Christ. Always note that. So they're doing their father's bidding. I've always wondered why men who claim to be elders, now I'm talking of elders, those who are above 60, you're an elder. You know the law, but maybe 20, 30 years. But you continue to support churches and pastors promoting doctrines of demons and humans. Why is it that most of you have never called out your pastors and Jews 
When you hear they give a fake prophecy using God's name. I wonder how do you feel seeing the more vulnerable and young converts attending church services, swallowing your biblical doctrines coming from your false pastors. And you are there, you say you are the elder. I wonder. Have you ever asked those vulnerable ones to use their Bibles to compare what anyone tells them, no matter how highly placed? Says from the pulpit. Have you ever done that? For so many years, most of us in Nigerian churches have been silent as the country was bombarded with fake prophecies and false doctrines. What those false prophecies and doctrines have done is to make many people lose their faith in God. Which is what is which is exactly what the devil planned and used what she planned to execute in the 1970s. Now hear me, this is a word to you. To every cowardly elder in the church of God in Nigeria, I have a word for you today. Now hear me very well. And if you're a young person listening, take it to your father or your mother, who says he's a believer. Take it to your pastor, take it to your Jew. It doesn't matter the title he holds, you may be saving him or her. This is a word to every cowardly elder in the church of God in Nigeria. This is a word and a warning. Number one, God has been showing you both through his word and in the spirit. That your general overseer and our pastor is a false person. That is not serving him, he's serving Satan. You have said it, you know it, but you're afraid to say anything. You have committed to make excuses for him or for her. You continue to hide under the false exegesis the Bible, that the Bible says, touch not God's anointed. You know you are you know you're lying, you know you're lying to yourself. Is it not cowardice that has made you hide? Because every child of God is anointed. You have the Holy Spirit that's anointing. You have chosen your false pastor and Jehovah's over God and his word. The gospel of Christ continues to be undermined in Nigeria because of you and others like you. Because of you, the young of Nigeria are losing hope. And if they go out and do anything and any of them dies, their blood is on your hands. Only to start speaking out today. This is not supposed to be a kind message because many die or are going to die. So something has to give. So stop telling me you are an elder and you are doing nothing about our stolen kingdom in Nigeria. Are you not aware that you are as guilty or even more guilty than those false pastors and generals At least they know who they are serving. They know that there are Satanists and Freemasons. They know that there are witches and wizards. But they are saying the pulpit of God and shouting and deceiving many and hoodwinking many and hypnotizing many and you are there keeping quiet. But who are you serving? So that please can run to Satan. Who will you run to when that day comes? Repent and begin to take your place as a true elder or remove yourself that you are not an elder. Begin to mentor the young and to guide them. Start Bible studies in your house. Draw young people and teach them from the word. Stop all these mega churches. They are not of God. Says here. You can take it to the bank. But I will take it to heaven. In prayers. God will confirm everything you have had today. We're going to sing a song. Praise the name of Jesus.
the name of Jesus. Wherever you are, praise the name of Jesus in Nigeria today. He is my rock and is your rock. He is my fortress, is your fortress. He is my deliverer, he is your deliverer. Those who have believed and those who will believe. And in him we should all trust. We must shout praise the name of Jesus wherever we are. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. You are my rock. You are my fortress. You are my deliverer. In you will I trust till the end of my days. And I'm going to praise your name. And I'm going to shout your praises. And I'm going to minister your word. Your praises to the nations. But today for the people of Nigeria. Father, I'm praying my Father, my God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, you have... Lord, confirm your words with signs and wonders in the hearts of all those who believe. Uproot, Lord, those who have come to keep that country in bondage. Father, manifest your power in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, manifest your power. Yeah, you have given them enough warning. They have had it in their closets. Those who ordained, were ordained by the devil, they can't, they can't say they don't know the truth. Father, expose them and kick them out. Both in the political, in the religious, in the social, in the commercial sphere, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let the young men arise. Open the eyes of the young of Nigeria to come together to go and start Bible studies in their closets, in their communities, everywhere, the way it was in the 1970s, when your fire ran down Nigeria. Father, I'm praying for that revival to come down now. But Lord, they remove all those who have been holding that nation captive. Let them fall. Let the powers of the devil that hold them. Father, break their yoke. Break the bondages, Lord. And free your people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon the whole land of Nigeria. That everything that's profane will no longer survive. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, dear God. Your word is here. Amen. Those who have yet to hear, let them hear. Father, deliver. Have mercy. I pray.